Hello, welcome to CPP Chat, an almost regular look at what's going on in the world of C++, chatting with guests from the community. But of course, before we get to that, John really needs to read a disclaimer. Thank you very much, Phil. CPP Chat does not provide protection or medical advice or sell any cure or treatment for disease. The information contained in this website and our products are intended to complement your pet. In no way do our products protect your pet in a way or form. Consult with your own medical advisors who can discuss you and your pet's individual needs. Thank you very much, Phil. So what pet do we have on today? <laughs> well, I've, I've been teasing Harold about... Uh, so Harold, um, we, we, should, we should introduce Harold. Uh, our guest today is Harold An Anchitz. Did I say it right? Anchitz? Achitz. Achitz. Yeah. All right. Um, Harold was... Uh, was uh, kind enough to invite uh, my wife and I to his home when we were traveling. And so we were in, um, in Stockholm and he invited us to visit. And he has a, a pet dog that, um, that is an amazing amount of work. Tell us about, tell us about your dog. I don't even remember the dog's name. What, what, what's he called? She's called Lexi and she's a, um, Lexi. Alaska Husky mix. And my my PT, my personal trainer, that I get <laughs> enough movement outside, outdoor. So she's because she really needs to be walked every day and walks not a little. Yes, that's that's true. So uh, th this is good because I don't need to think: do I go out or not? I just go. Yeah. And we have our ways. It's now she's ten years this year, so it's a little bit less. Uh. But she still wants to make distances, and it, there is no day where I go less than five kilometers for sure. So a an Alaskan husky, she's she is bred to pull a sled very long distances for a very long period of time. Not this this dog actually. She's more just the sprinting. Oh really? Type so Alaska Alaska husky is not a bred actually. It's a, it's a it's a it's a mixture oh. by default. So they, they put together what works, right? And if you want this latch dog for, for weight, you have more than Malamuta. Ah, I see. Uh, in breed, and, 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 and if you take this, what these people for the Adidas Rotos use, then you have this more, they come more for the Greyhound. And, and they, but they put in whatever works for them. And I didn't, it, she's a rescue dog, so. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I didn't take her for. She's just a pet. You're not, you're not using her as a yeah. sled dog. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I mean she. She was. We had just this sort of when we were hiking, and she was younger. I had her on a leash, and she was pulling me a little bit because we were always too slow for her. <laughs> <laughs> but this came down a little bit. But in, when it's winter like now, she's five years younger, and yeah. Um, so I just, I just admire your dedication to, to this pet. It's so much, uh, so much love you have for this animal. It's great. She was actually here in the morning, uh, sleeping there beside yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's not actually where we had you on. Although uh, I'm, I'm fascinated by dogs. As soon as we start talking dogs, I get pretty interested. Uh, but anyway. Uh, Technically, it is in the show notes. It is in the show notes. That's right. <laughs> yeah. um, so <laughs> um, also in the show notes is your, um, your new um, responsibilities with uh, the Standards Committee. You want to talk to us a little bit about that? Mm -hmm. I can do this, yes. There is, by the way, a standard committee meeting just today. Yeah. Or maybe the whole week, week uh, a virtual one. But uh, the story goes goes a little bit longer for me. So I'm not directly involved in WG21 working group. Um, the, what I'm involved is in, in the local SG22 mirror. And now let's let's make a story out of this. I was for a long time interested in who is the Swedish voice in the uh, standard committee because I always see it right. C plus plus is a democratic language. Every country has a voice, and I was so okay. Who is the Swedish voice? And it turned out there is none. <laughs> so when we had COVID and I had a little bit more time because I didn't organize meetups. I invested a little bit more in this research and, and find out if there is none, what would it require to create one? And so I contacted a few people and someone said, oh, I tried it here and, and it didn't work. So we, you need to work with the Swedish Institute of Standards. 
and that's a little bit complicated and so on. So, but when I had time, I contacted this, uh, the CIS and so so this uh, the Swedish Institute of Standards now is uh, is a government body. It's a nonprofit organization. Okay. That and I and I think takes care about the yeah. I think every. Every country would have the equivalent of that. So that's kind of, I mean, in the, in the U.S., there's the American National Standards Institute. Yes. ANSI, right? Um, and so um, what, is it, uh, what is it in Britain? BSI, British Standards Institute. The BSI, yeah. So every country has this. And, and essentially all these countries, so the ISO is actually an international treaty. It's literally signed by all these nations. And there's different... I, I've learned that there's different status of nations. Some nations are like full members and some nations are like kind of members. I don't know what the whole is. And then some nations have never signed it at all. And so, uh, but every nation that signs it has designated some organization that is the actual member. And that's in this case, the Swedish, what you call it? Swedish Standards Institute. Swedish Institute of Standards. Yes. In, okay. All right. All right. All right. And so if you want to set up and a membership in a particular ISO group, such as Working Group 21, the, the C++ group, then you need to go through them to be blessed as the representative. Exactly. And that's what you did then. Yes, this is how I started the conversations. I, I needed local mirror of WG21. <laughs> and it's, that's not possible because a local mirror of WG doesn't exist, right? So what you need to do is you need a local mirror of the subcommittee 22. And within this mirror, this translates in, in Swedish to Arbeitsgruppe. So it's working group <laughs> translated word for word. So it's a lot of confusion for me when I use all these, these words because not all uh, translate very luckily. But the, the thing was they told me, yeah, you need to have the, the you cannot have this, 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 this local mirror. You need to have the SG22 uh, mirror and say, okay, let's, let's create one, right? And it it was actually, it took quite some time and some communication with uh, with the CIS to explain the <laughs> maybe the difference between the C standard in which we are interested and the way they work and other standards where the whole standard is developed really in ISO meetings and with ISO documents and there is no. No, no, nothing like the, the the working groups, like the meetings they happen now, where people make something and then basically the final result goes just to the voting. So other standards have a little bit of a different uh, working approach than, than the C++. But yeah, after communicating with with CISA, they said, hey, we have people here in, in, in Sweden. They are talented. They are interested in, in joining, um, especially the, the C++. Uh, working group, but also uh, the C, and then the the um, which one is the the other one, the WG twenty three programming language vulnerabilities, which is interesting for automotive and so on to to monitor what's going on. And I wanted to to let the people that want to participate, have an open door, right? That they are not in the situation like, I. hey, I, if I would like to participate, there is nothing, right? <laughs> and you start from, from nothing. So I tried to, to create this, this door. And with the help of, of CIS, we got a very good uh, partner at CIS. His, his name is Patrick. And, and he managed us through the process of setting up this group. And now it exists since late summer, autumn, you can say. And we are currently mostly focused on, on of course, the, the C++ part from our members. But the, the, since I'm, so I'm the convener of the, of the, the local mirror of the uh, subcommittee 22. So I'm a little bit interested also in the, in the other um, working groups, or in Swedish it's then called experts groups. And this is, uh, yes? Um, so, so the, so working group 22 is, this is, uh, this is the group that's focused on C, C++ compatibility or interoperability. Is that right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so if you take the, the, or study group, that's the study group 22. That's what I'm confusing. 
the yeah. static group 22 has is the is the is the language um what's the programming languages the environments and systems of the interfaces so at this this contains COBOL, Fortran, other C, Prolog, C++. Oh, I see, I see. Okay. Programming language vulnerabilities and, and the Linux, Linux standard base. I think we can agree that this is uh, not very actual anymore. But COBOL has development and I have seen other papers uh, going through my, my, my document list recently. And and I will try also to, to, to promote this a little bit to the to the COBOL people in any case, because we have a lot of uh, banks here in Sweden and COBOL developer, and maybe they are interested. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit in, in, in the, in the, the, that I'm a little bit focused on the whole group, but of course, especially uh, on the C++ topic and the related topics. Yeah. I see. And so you now are the individual who can cast the vote for Sweden? in uh, in the standards committee now the 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 process is like this so from time to time uh, papers appear right so so standard papers uh-huh and the the most recent one was uh, i'm not sure if it's most recent but the very recent one was a funny one it was changing the wording for a technical specification suggestion to asynchrone programming <laughs> so just changing the wording had already a document there right changing it from what and then the the stra- i didn't catch the the wording changing the wording in in one document oh from what to what that is a base for technical uh, specification and then maybe become part of the standard in some some future. So it is very interesting what you what you learn, what exists oh, in this. The voting process is so so we have basically these 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 expert groups now. Where we have some people joined, so from automotive, from from um finance, blockchain, compiler vendor, we have also com- compiler here in Sweden. And they 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 make their everyone makes the vote. You can say yes or no. If you say no, you should <laughs> say why not. Or you say, I don't have any opinion to this, which is, well, I don't have any opinions to a COBOL standard, for example. <laughs> Personally, but, and for C++, I, I, I pass this on to the experts. But yeah, this is the, this is the, the process. That when, once the papers ar- arrive, you give this, all these experts give their votes and they get, the votes get accumulated. To one vote, and this is then the Swedish vote that will then be uh, transmitted from ISO to the to the world. And you've been doing this since summer, you said. Yeah. Uh, so the the process, the, the whole meetings, the first explaining um, what we are, <laughs> that right. we are not just a, a bunch of freaks that do this for three months and then stop and so on, and that we have a long term. Uh, interest behind this because I mean this uh, provides a little bit of the infrastructure for us and they have of course also costs and sometimes there is a little bit um, cost attached but we have a little bit of special agreement at the moment this will go last for some time and then we will look how this this works our goal is to have this this group accessible as possible so that people that are interested in, in hey, what's this standard thing, right? At least they have the a first um, a first contact address with whom to talk, people that are involved, um, that they know a way in how to participate. Because this is not just... The, the participation is sometimes a little bit difficult to explain because you need two people, you need... Someone who is interested uh, from from skills, mm-hmm. and someone who is interested from management, because people join through companies. Ah, right, right. And now, 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 you you say, hey, please, company, you could you sign these papers that someone of you joins the experts groups or whatever group they they wish to join. And then it's of course. <laughs> For a manager, there are different reasons than for an individual who says, okay, I'm interested in, in the C++ standard. I would like to participate in maybe writing papers and whatnot, right? But these are people are very easy to address from my side. It's, 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 it's a little bit harder to, to, to address the management where you say, hey, why would the company 
want to dedicate employee time that they participate in something. And then there is already the fear, oh, I have a budget for my people. And what does it cost? How much time will it be? And this is, of course, um, a little bit different explained. For, for management, you, you explain, hey, it's that much time, how much you, the people want to, <laughs> to invest, right? How much they Mm-hmm. want to to spend time monitoring the existing activity how much they want to right, right. Uh, spend in 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 suggesting something or not but also for the company why is it interesting for you as manager maybe you show your company's in engagement you meet people from other companies that are already there so you can use this a little bit for networking and in Sweden, you join, and let me just add this information. So if you join the, the SG22, this is the, the SC22, sorry, I always mix the letters up. So the, the, the subcommittee, this is embedded in something This is called in Swedish TECOR, as a technical committee, 611. And this is actually a, a, another umbrella <laughs> where you have uh, a lot of other, um, yeah, how to say, other, other subcommittee mirrors for, 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 for software product and system quality, the, the agile and the big data, artificial intelligence. So there are a lot, lot of, of, of bigger, uh, bigger groups that are there involved. So, Focusing other than language specific sort of stuff. Yes, exactly. So, so this is then one. But on company level, if you are in the ISO, you are embedded in the in the TK six eleven, and there is a lot of other stuff going on, like the artificial intelligence, big data, right, and 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 so on. So this is then interesting, of course, for the management. So you mentioned other languages uh, specifically. You talked about COBOL, which I find interesting because I haven't even heard the word COBOL in probably a year. So I'm assuming, and maybe this is uh, this is just my uh, naivete, uh, so you can set me straight. But my guess would be that C++ is much more active in terms of standardization than COBOL <laughs> and even C and um, things like this, which uh, are not evolving nearly as quickly as C++ is. Yes, but there is a, a, something new happening, and COBOL is not that right. So, 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 yeah, banks. Yeah, yeah, and and insurances, and they are they are still interested. I'm not sure how much interested they are in in the language specification per se, because they have their way of working since 40 years and mm-hmm. <laughs> adapt this. But but maybe exact. Yeah, this this is also a reason why it would be interesting for them to join and mirror actually what's going on in the COBOL standardization. Well, I can see certain things like uh, Unicode. I'm pretty much guaranteeing that when COBOL was invented, nobody thought about Unicode, right? Uh, but now, you know, if you're international banking, you're dealing with international names and things like that, and you need to uh, you need to be able to deal with these things. And having having that done in a standard way is mm. the way it should be done. Yes, so I cannot say what they actually have on the, in the papers. Even if I even if I have opened the PDF, the latest it was huge. <laughs> I can say so. The the, the last uh, couple paper I've discussed through my, my my inbox, this was really huge. So there is active things going on, and I know that the, the here in Sweden, the the banks they are constantly looking for for Cobalt developer to make even their own uh, trainings courses when they find people and to see okay, this is a candidate that will stay longer. Then they they create their own training classes, and there are there are also banks that uh, bear up for this. So it is interesting, and I've also seen that something going on at 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 other, I think recently, where I said I have no opinion on this. I cannot vote on this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but of course the the C plus is the most um, active one, I would say, since there is a lot of development that's going on, and we know. A little bit about what is in C going on, and it's very interesting how in future the right how it how it how to say how it how we succeed in in, in getting those both a little bit closer. There is a, 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 I think a study group that that tries to find out how to um, get a little bit closer and have better uh, better synchronity in in releasing standards, and that they at least 
fit together somehow. Right. Well, I think, uh, you know, there's literally thousands of programming languages out there, and it's surprising. Uh, it's really a very small handful of languages that are part of an international standard. Um, and, um, and in fact, a lot of languages that you've heard of are not standardized in that sense. May, um, and, uh, I wouldn't say that they're not standardized. They may be standardized so a in a different way. I mean, JavaScript has also their standards. And and then if you say the Python right. stuff, have the big yeah. stuff, and Rust has found the process. And so they are just, this. they go different ways. And I cannot say if it's better, it's different. ISO is maybe more a little bit a historic um, perspective. Where if you look what is basically in there, <laughs> all these things started uh, a little bit before the other things. <laughs> so so maybe this is one of the one of the reasons. I'm not also not sure how much. Now I can cannot translate the word code smell to to standards, but how much negative associations some people have with the ISO standard. Oh, oh my God, I need to read boring papers. And I know it from, from when I did um, programming for, for, for security environments or so, where you had a lot of ISOs to follow. I said, oh my God, you need to, to read this, you need to apply this. It puts me into chains I cannot develop as I want, and so on and so on. So, yeah. But we have also, also additional standards on top of this, like MISRA for C. Right. Right, right, right. Like where, where people create their own idea of, of a safe subset and call it a standard. I'm not sure if, if this uh -huh. is, and SARS is, I think, another one for the for C. And, and there are also uh, study groups, I think, in the C++ language, how this, this can work together with C++, because MISRA had a C++ derivative also, but I think this is heavily outdated. So... Well, there's a new Misra coming out very soon, which incorporates the auto SARS stuff as well. Mm. So that, that will soon get re-updated. The industry needs it, yeah. This is... I'm kind of curious about that because I've not had a great opinion of the original uh, standard. I think it was, seemed to me it was a standard that was written by people who didn't understand C++. And therefore, it's not a, it's not a good fit for people who are excited about the language. It seemed like it was done at cross purposes to some extent. So a new version of that uh, it represents an opportunity. Uh, but it does seem like there's lots of people who are defining, you know, the subset of C++ that you should actually use. You know what I'm saying? It's uh, because almost everyone agrees that C++ has got, it's way too complicated and many features that it shouldn't have, but we can't take them out because if we take them out, we break code and we can't break code. And um, in fact, I, I Here's uh, John Lakos's book, Embracing Modern C++ Safely. And basically that's and what... I think there are several books, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, ex yeah. It's an amazingly thick book, I mean, you know. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the point is he's basically saying, this is the, the subset of C++ that I think is useful. Uh, I've gone round and round with him on a few points. But in general, of course, I would agree with him. But um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, this is what we do. The standards committee recognize that something's clumsy and they say, well, here's a better way to do this thing, but they don't take out the old way be because doing that would break code and they don't want to do that. So that's, this is the situation that we're, uh, seeing ourselves. Yeah. That's, that's difficult. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's the, 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 the curse of backward compatibility that when we make mistakes, we, we live with those essentially forever. I think when it comes to, to Misra and SAS, the, the things they put in is also something where they can build tooling around, that they can build um, actual tooling. Like a, a lot of the thing, if you read the old Misra stuff, you say, hey, this is a compiler warnings, just turn on your compiler warnings and you will be fine, right? So a lot of things, but then you think, hey, when has this thing been written and for what type of compilers? Oh, this is some embedded compiler, someone forked PCC, and <laughs> you don't have that great warnings there. So you use a, a static analyzer to check that these warnings right so and and uh, looking forward to the to, to to new releases of this because this uh, heavily required to have a, a more modern version that respects today's development workflow and tooling well i think i know just the person that we should have on to talk about that <laughs> yeah they're they're <laughs> so, pl planning the next show already that's good
All right. So, um, uh, so you've been, uh, how long did, did it, did this process take you to get to contact the, uh, Swedish Institute of Standards and get the whole ball rolling mm. so that you're now set up to do this? Uh, you said you've started, it was, it, it, uh, you've been doing it since last year. Yeah. Last summer. Rather longer. But is that when you started doing it or was that when you got it all in place? Um, I can't, I can't, ex- maybe at the beginning of last year that I started to have uh-huh. the real contact with someone that's this. So it took about a, a half a year to get it all up and. Yes, 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 yes exactly. Yeah. So the, 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 the difficult thing was also a little bit to explain how the, I mean, because if you think about it, why would you need the, the local group? You can join um, WG21 working group meetings if you have currently the Zoom link, which is not that difficult to get. But if it's physically right, when you look like the event that happened in Prague, you just can go straight there and participate, right? So, <laughs> and, and, and this setup was a little bit uh, unfamiliar, maybe for the, the people I was talking with, with this. So we had to to explain this and and that my my main motivation is to have an open more or less an open platform to to get the people that we have here in Sweden interested uh-huh. mm-hmm. because I, I knew when I, when I got interested in this topic and and then had the time to investigate it I talked with several people and it's yeah I tried it but it didn't work out and then you know they had something to develop so they didn't <laughs> catch up right and and I did the, had the same but when I was at the first wall. I said, okay, there is a wall. Like, can I get rid of this? Or how can I make a door into this wall? And then I made the door into this wall, and then uh, the next steps, and the next steps, and finally we have this this setup now, and we will see how this works out. So it takes a little bit of uh, perseverance to to climb all those walls. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, like like everything, consistency, and 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 don't get easy frustrated when right. it's, it's like the same when you what. <laughs> talking companies with the management and I would like to have this because I have this idea and the first thing you will hear is probably no. <laughs> so then you need to do this a little bit different. But I, I have to say this was very helpful. They didn't make huge problems, right? So they they, they are great partners. Mm-hmm. From from the very beginning, I got great explanations and, and what this is. And first, even they, they, they leveled me up because I had no idea about what I was talking Literally, I was just so hey, there is this 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 working group from C plus plus. Can we have a mirror, right? And they leveled me up. What is required? How this works? What normal, normally for financial investments are attached to this? Finding a way that that this is is um, possible also now for 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 freelancers to join if they have the company and they're interested and have the, the reference that we say, okay, we know this person since he, he's a very good person and, and he fits into this thing and so on. So they're great partners. Were they happy to have you set this up? I mean, the the, the SIS? I, I think they are because they, they want things to happen, uh-huh. right? They want to see Sweden represented. Oh, yes. Right. And 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 there, there, there is a lot of other work and we have some great uh companies here in Sweden uh-huh. they, they're very they do a lot of standardization in, in, in other parts mm-hmm. right so just they're, they're very and they're, they're very open and, and, and very helpful that this, this, this happens and interested in, in, in people participating yeah you, you don't think about all the things you know I mean because of the world we live in you know we talk about the steep flow standard all the time but there's things around you all the time. I mean, you know, if somebody was telling me about the, the story of the USB-C implementation. And of course, that comes from a standards committee. That's not some company that decided that. Um, and uh, although it was strongly influenced, that was kind of the story they were telling me. There was a company that, that kind of said, hey, we have a lot of concerns about USB-C. And they went in and they said, hey, it needs to have these properties. You need to be able to reverse it so it can't be plugged in wrong and, you know, all these things. And uh, and basically. We're surrounded by things, and if if the standard is well done, I mean, I really like the new USB C plug. I don't like the fact that it made everything else obsolete, but but it is a better a better plug. And and um, there's just you know, it's not just it's not just software standards. There's standards all around us. And no. there is a great intro video of, uh, from the CIS. Maybe it's still on the homepage. 
um, where, where they, they just fly around with the camera and, 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 and show everywhere where is the standard attached, which ISO standards these actually are, right? So, and you have them literally everywhere. Everywhere we have transports, construction areas, uh, traffic. I mean, there is nothing where, where basically there is no, not, not on, on some levels uh, where you need to agree, right? right. This is the, right. this is what the ISO standard basically is, right? Even, and then the, we don't have so much ways where we can agree on an international level. And this is one, right? If it's now optimal, the best case, it's the, a good case. It's, it's a good tool that we have to, that solves a lot of cases. I say, okay, there need to be agreement if we want to have things going. And we will see there are, there are study groups also for, for data uh, uh, exchange formats and so on. We will see how this uh, proceeds because we maybe don't want that, that two, three big tech companies define their own <laughs> <laughs> formats. And, and then the rest of the world is maybe can, can look at it. And, and having there, okay, we, we support this format and it's, it's a nice thing, right? Right. All right. So um, my first introduction to you had nothing to do with standards committee, but it was actually through user groups because you've been working with uh, user groups there in Sweden for quite a while. In fact, quite a while, right? Uh, you want to tell us a little bit about what you've got going on as a user group in Sweden? Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm, I'm doing this since 2016. And the story why I started this is, is pretty similar to, to, to the ISO story. So I thought, hey, why is, there, why is there nothing? And sometimes if there is nothing and you want something to happen, you have to do it on your own. And then it turned out that this is a, a great thing and it became my, my favorite hobby. Currently, what's going on here? Um, I'm starting today. We're actually in the concrete plans of, of the next physical meetup, which might happen in February if I can bring all the, all the balls in the basket. So will this be your first, first physical for a while? No, we had one in November where the restrictions in uh -huh. Stockholm were a little bit relaxed. And so we quickly made one. <laughs> And, and here and in Gothenburg, and it was great. We had in Stockholm, we had 70 plus visitors and super exciting topics for the evening. And everyone was so happy that this, this could happen. And then we were... So there are two different groups in Stockholm and Gothenburg, or there are so, yes, there are is that one group? No, there are there are multiple groups. So meetup groups, they they are for the city where you are. And when, when uh -huh. I started the whole thing, there was just something in, in, in Stockholm. And there I called it Sweden CPP and said, hey, this place is open for, for whole, whole uh, Sweden, even if we are located in Stockholm. But if you're interested in, some, in, in something, just contact me and we will do something. And then after a while, it turned out that, that, that there is an interest in Gothenburg. So I created this meetup speed, uh, group there, basically. But I, I've don't do anything, right? There are people in Gothenburg that, that organize the, the events and, and keep the contact to the events host possible. I could also organize them, but... So you, you, you just set it up and they've taken over... Exactly, yeah. Moving it forward. Yes. I so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. so, and I'm the consistent person there that is always there <laughs> since, since years and the, the, the rest of the team is rotating because it's, it's, it's a huge commitment running something and it's very often you do some something on the volunteer base for three months, six months. But then when it becomes, or oh, everyone expecting me to do this, right? It's not, not the drive goes away for a lot of people. And it, they, <laughs> it's not as fun yeah, anymore. <laughs> it is, it is, it is, it can, it can be tricky to be consistent over a long time with such activities. But, but I mean, there is a, a, a team that is basically unchanged from the beginning. It's three people, but they exchange a little bit in the communication with responses and so on. Then we have another. So were you, were you active during the pandemic doing virtual events or did you just no, go in high? No, no. So when the, the, when it was clear that we cannot have meetups for a, for a longer time, I was looking at the, the possibilities of to, um, doing that virtual, of course, right? And it would have meant for me to, to get in touch with new technology and learning about this. And I find this actually pretty interesting. So I, I love recording and, and uh, editing videos and putting them on YouTube later. But this, this whole live streaming setup would have been new for me. And then I said, so, okay, mm, 
But hey, when everything is virtual and a lot of people doing this already, then I could basically attend every meetup I want. That is virtual, right? And so, so let's let's have a look what what meetups exist that do virtual events. And when I, I looked at this, um, turned out these are pretty many, <laughs> and I can actually attend uh, a C++ meetup virtually two times a week if I want. Maybe times two restriction one time a week at least. And it was so why should I why should I add something? It didn't feel right. So we had basically just two events virtual because one time we have been requested by a sponsor, software sponsor. They, they had their developer days anyway, so we announced it on the meetup page. And another time it was, it happened in, in Gothenburg from uh, Senseak or Sensei, how you pronounce his name. And, and they did a great virtual uh, meetup, but it was so, okay, it's there, technically set up and so on. And mm-hmm. we just announced it in, 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 in multiple cities at the time. Mm-hmm. Because we're in the same in the same countries, but I didn't have a motivation to to create something that already exists five hundred times. So what I did was okay, I, I accumulate all the the meetup data and put it on the Sweden CPB homepage. So if you want to see how many meetups you have and and where they are, and so you just go to this this list, and you can could look this up. Right. So let's make sure we get that in the in the show notes. Yeah. But that's been really valuable. I. I haven't, uh, I have attended meetups virtually, uh, the Colorado user group, uh, Austin, uh, Israel, uh, the Munich one, I know probably at least two other ones in Germany. So I've really appreciated this. I mean, this has really been, um, I mean, it's kind of one of the things that I did is I went to all these different meetups everywhere and I joined them just so that I could see uh, what, what kinds of topics were being presented and who was active and doing things like that. And, and that was, you know, pre pandemic, I was never intending to actually attend the meetups. I just wanted to be a member so that I could see the announcements because I just wanted to know what was going on. And then, uh, but, but then suddenly people started having virtual meetings and it was like, oh, well, I can just drop by. And, um, and as you said, I, I don't have time to do them all. There's so many possible, but it has really been exciting to be able to see, you know, see see people's faces and see people involved. It was really kind of a nice feeling. And I remember the first time we did a virtual event here in the Bay Area, which we have not been. I mean, we kind of went dead through the whole time on hiatus or whatever, but we did have one or two virtual meetings. And I it was really exciting just to see people I knew. It's been a long time, and oh wow, there's so and so, and there's so and so, and it was it was a weird feeling because I hadn't anticipated that kind of emotional reaction. But just recognizing, you know, familiar faces again was, um, yeah, this pandemic. I'm against it. I'm I'm voting against it next time. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know whose idea this was, but. <laughs> It is nice. When when we had this virtual event in Gothenburg, I was for a moment thinking, hey, maybe I should have done something. But I think my decision for me was the, the, the right one. Yeah. I, I said to her, if anyone wants to do it, feel free. I will support you. But I spend so much time online and, and so on that for me, this video stuff is then mostly asynchronous activity where I get the talk and watch it in three chunks or so. It's then very difficult for me in the in the evening to to be, be again attached to a screen and a um, yeah a table. So C plus plus London was going quite regularly online until a few months ago. It started to slow down mostly because I started traveling again. Very difficult to maintain enthusiasm for virtual events when you're actually doing physical events again. Right, 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 right. Um... Yeah, I I think the time zone thing has affected things too. I mean, it was it's kind of weird um, to go to user groups early in the morning, but that's because oh well, that's that's in the, it's an evening event for where it's hosted from. But it's it seems like a weird time for me, um, and you know it depends on what you have on. There's, you can have weird conflicts and things like that. But a lot of them, I, I've like I say, I've I've enjoyed the ability to do it, um, and. Um, try to do it as often as I can, but have not been regular about it, but I've enjoyed it. I see a huge, interesting opportunity coming to us for hybrid events. 
in a long time because there are a lot of people that cannot attend events because they just don't live so close to a big city. We have right. quite some. So speak, speaking of events, we kind of skipped over announcements, didn't we? I guess that's my fault. Sorry <laughs> about that, Phil. Um, it's okay. Uh, so, uh, uh, on our list that's in our notes here is, uh, the first one is C++ on C. Do we have anybody mm -hmm. here who can, uh, give us an update on that? Okay, I wish we did. <laughs> I'll, I'll stand in for them. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the C++ on C call for speakers originally would have ended yesterday, in fact, as we record this uh, Sunday. But so we've extended it because we've also changed it slightly to allow people to submit online talks only as well so we're, we're giving them the opportunities so we did that quite late we've extended the, the deadline a bit as mm -hmm. well so we've got until now again as we record this uh, next sunday that's the the 13th so depending on when this gets out you may still have a few days left shortly after that the early bird pricing will end as well so your window is closing yeah so yeah that's one of the things that um if you're if you're doing a conference where speakers are going to be in person, you have to let them know far enough in advance that they can make the travel arrangements. But if it's a virtual conference, you can kind of push that deadline a little bit um, and uh, have a little more flexibility about that. Um, let's see. The next one is C++ North, which has their call for submissions open right now. And I believe they are i don't know what the status is about registration i mean they're right on the cusp of opening registration so it's probably you can actually register for the conference as well um, that's going to be uh, in person in toronto this summer um, uh, then we also have c++ russia which is also taking uh speakers uh speaker submissions they're currently doing that as well um, and i think we can get the urls to these in the show notes uh, and then C++ Now. So C++ Now, wow. Um, mm -hmm. uh, you should be looking for an important announcement for C++ Now in the first, in the next week. Um, unfortunately, uh, something's come up we just found out about yesterday, uh, and we have to figure out exactly how we're going to deal with this. But um, the call for submissions has closed. Uh, the plan is to do this uh, for the first time now in two years uh, because we missed, we canceled one year because of timing. We couldn't make it virtual in time. Last year we were virtual. This year is to be on site and we're just delighted to be back on site um, because it's just, I mean, Seabulls Now is a wonderful conference. It's a very intimate kind of conference and it's the kind of thing that really needs to be done on site. Unfortunately, um, as I say, you should be looking for an announcement for us uh, in the next few days because we we had um, some news yesterday that was not not favorable to us, um, and so we're gonna we're gonna be looking at at what we can do with that. Um, kind of a downer note. Anyway, uh, is there any other announcements that we want to talk about? Anything else that's going on that we should bring up? Do you have anything, Harold? You want to say about? Uh, uh, group activity. It's it's a few hours too early, <laughs> but I will soon. I will soon soon put up a date for the for the next uh, physical event here in Stockholm. Uh, which you're thinking is sometime in February. It is a motivated. Um, but we had everything set up for January actually, so we had the whole we had the the the, venue, the, the, the sponsor for the evening and then speakers and the whole program. And but I, I just started the conversation uh, literally today, so we booked now. I need to the okay of the other speakers, and then I need to decide is is February too fast, or because it's it's basically then just uh, let me see, just two. It would be now two weeks. It, it should actually be fine. So so we will probably make it in February. Okay, in in, in week. Eight, yes, very likely. But we, I, I, I need—I I still need the okay of some speaker. All right. We, we always have more than one speaker, which makes the, the evenings a little bit challenging <laughs> to bring everything under the hood. But we have always the setup that we have a talk, then we have the minge, and then we have again a talk, and then we fade out. So let's let's put you in the coaching mode here. Um, if someone is in a, a country that is not represented with a, a group uh, on the standards committee. 
Or if somebody is thinking about starting a local user group, what kind of advice would you have? Let's talk first about if they wanted to create their own national body or set that up so that it will participate with the with uh, C++. What, mm-hmm. uh, what advice do you have for them? So first of all, they need to figure out how this works in their country. Mm-hmm. What is the, the corresponding organization? And when they figured out who this is, they usually have a general email address. And then you just contact them and say, hey, I'm interested in, uh, and, 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 and take the full name, right? GTC1, <laughs> SC22, and then uh, maybe WG21. Let them know that you're interested in becoming active, what is required. Maybe there is something because maybe the, 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 you get the response. Yeah, you're not the first at asking this. <laughs> Great. And then you find some other or someone will tell so you. So they could put you, in, put you in contact with someone else who's already maybe yeah. already working on this or has inquired about it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this would be the first step. Yeah. Then trying to figure out if there is nothing. And, and so, hey, what would it be required from, from our side to, to make something happen? And then just listen to the, to the uh, various... Um, what exists in the, in the in the country, and then there is usually various countries have different uh, financial aspects. What it costs? Some countries are totally free. This is paid by the government. Some others not. Where you're supposed to 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 pay a fee mm-hmm. for for the not not for each member, but each company. If you're in a bigger company that is already in some ISO standards involved, they will say, oh, your company is already there. You just need to assign. So if you're part of a bigger company, it might be a little bit easier. So yeah, this, so this would be the, 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 the way to, to form a, a national. And then for us, it was, of course, through the user group activity and, and, and being connected with a lot of people, right? I knew already um, a handful of people where is it could say, okay, I'm not, it's not just me that is interested, right? It's actually, I'm, I, I don't have <laughs> the time currently for this to, to go on this expert level to be really on the C++ standardization uh, detail lists. And, 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 and I don't have the, the interest currently also because I do a lot of other things like organizing such, such things. And, and I'm producing C++ also <laughs> still, but not I'm. I don't want to go and uh, open the rabbit hole and and go into standardization details. But uh, I knew people that that do. They are interested. They like. Also, they they want to do papers. So I had already a, um, a group where I said, okay, I'm 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 not alone. Right, I come with a whole group, which was for sure a little bit an uh, advantage. But if even if we don't have this, maybe we will find it. Then find communication ways. Um, making this information public somehow. Um, in the in, in in Discord channel, Slack channel, just let people know that you do something. Inform CPP chat, <laughs> CPP cast. Maybe they put it in the show notes in the news section. They say other people f- can find you if you mm-hmm. if you need this. But this is for the for the for the standardization stuff. So I just I just looked up on Wikipedia. I remember seeing this before. There's there's different. Um... There's 165 members of the ISO, but there but there's three categories. Um, so there are member bodies, and these are like full members, and then there are corresponding members. These are countries do not have their own standards organization. These members are informed about the works of ISO, but do not participate in standards promulgation. And then subscriber members are countries with small economies. So what you can do is you can just go on Wikipedia and see which group you're in. And then you can figure out if there is a national body that you can contact and set up like there is for, we just mentioned, SIS or ANSI or BIS, whatever whatever your nation's in, find out what that is. Yeah. Well, what about if somebody wants to start up a user group? Uh, yeah, then just do it. <laughs> there was actually, we had a, a guy in, in Malmö, uh, Olaf Wage, he's from Iceland, but he wanted to start something in, in, in Malmö and asked me, so, hey, what do I need? And just nothing. <laughs> you, just make a, you just make up a meetup group and, and, and announce something. And if you're not alone, you have already a user group, right? And then the first thing is, is people are very often too motivated with user groups. So, so our first meeting was, a, was, was in a cafe right after work. 
and we were maybe 10 people. We didn't start out with a conference like evening with, with, with 50 plus visitors, right? We started in small and then from there on we consistent and, and talking with people. Um, and then, yeah, if we, if we, if we put positive energy in, energy in it, it, it will come back in some sense. So, but I mean, the, the, the question is, what, what do you expect? What do you want to have? Some people would like to have just, uh, for me, I had the motivation that not everyone can go to a conference. So I had the motivation to create a conference-like experience for people that don't travel to Germany, England, or whatever, because family work, they cannot. So I created this conference-like evenings with, with two, three hours conference feeling. Um, yeah, it depends what, what you want. Unfortunately, the only platform we have is Meetup. They were, <laughs> they had a pretty interesting history over the last years with WeWork as owner and, and, and monetization plans yeah. that mm-hmm. are really annoying and they're still not. I wish I could, I could point to a better, um, solution, but I'm not, not able at the moment because the name Meetup is so, so well known and established that everything goes currently about over this. Right. Any ideas what we can do about that, Phil? I have a plan there. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't say any more right now. All right. We won't put we won't put anybody on uh, we won't put anybody on us on the spot about making any announcements. Um, I mean there are there are good good solutions like like um together community. Which is basically a Python Django app, open source. Yeah, that's a few. Yeah. So, have you? It's it's interesting that that was your uh, your goal from the beginning because um, there have been some user groups that have simply been successful enough that they that they put on a, a program. I think that Phil's uh, user group in London was so successful that that's kind of where C plus plus on C came out of. Yeah, I think that Israel. When they started the user group, they kind of said, "Well, you know, if this user group thing takes off, we'll we'll start a conference." And that's where Core C++ came from. And C++ North, the 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 new conference this year, um, was from the user group in Toronto, and it was the same sort of thing. They had a great deal of success. So, have you you thought about doing a a Swedish conference, or do you think from that time to time uh, you're getting? From time to yeah. time, but then I have seen what happened to all of you when COVID struck, <laughs> and I totally lost the interest. Because I mean, we should mention this: there is a CPPcom, mm. which you John uh, initialized, right? So yes. where we had until yeah. one year into COVID, we community organizers around the world met, and one of the things uh-huh. was that I could listen to you and 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 Phil and the other people that generates uh, uh, events. And what's the what's the process? So I'm not super high motivated in this because it's a lot of job, right? And I have a, a full time job, <laughs> maybe even more with all, all the things I have already going on. So I would not know how to right. to to get the time. But I was interested in what's going on, and then I have seen over, when COVID came, what struggles you all had with. You have been in contracts, and all of a sudden things were cancelled. But these contracts, of course, not. No, nobody cares, right? <laughs> And and for some, I know for, for for some it was really difficult times. So I'm not sure about this. Um, maybe if someone is interested, I can support here. But there's mm-hmm. also the question: How much uh, C++ conference space is left? Because we had very long nothing, and currently it feels we have quite a lot. Right? I mean, Germany is not that far away. There is a train from Sweden to Berlin. <laughs> You just take the train overnight and you're there. Uh, England, Sweden, this, the, it's just the hops, basically. And then even Russia, St. Petersburg would not be technically so far away <laughs> at the moment. So I'm not sure what about the format and how it would fit in, fit in and, and date and, and, and so on. We have the great thing in Italy, right? right? The, the, the Italians have great conference every year. So if you just mm-hmm. if you look at the calendar, it's say, wow, this is actually already. So what 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 should I do that fits in? It would of course be that for for people local that that don't travel, right? You go you go to a mm-hmm. conference and you go home. So having something smaller in the city would make sense. 
Maybe one day, but currently it's... Let me, let me ask you this question. I think we're almost running out of time here, but I do want to ask you this question about um, uh, language. Um, because I know that, uh, at least my experience has been that the, the German user groups are often conducted in English, even though almost everyone there is German. Uh, it's great for me because as a visitor, I've spoken to the local user groups and it works out great that I can speak in, in English because I'm not doing that in German. But um, but when I've I've talked to, and I know you're actually from Germany, correct? Austria. From Austria, all right. Um, the, uh, um, the educational system there is such that people will learn English. And so, and educated C++ programmers almost certainly fluent in English. Um, and I think this is one of the things that that has caused some of the local groups to say, well, we need to have, I know that um, I believe this is the case that the, that the local user group in Paris, the Paris group does some of the sessions and they're more like intro sessions are done in French, but the advanced sessions are done in English. And I think this, this can affect it. And that's why I was asking is, you know, is your experience that most C++ programmers in Sweden are fluent in English, of course, or I, if you did do a local group, would would there be a local conference? Would it be done in no? In there is Swedish? no interest in, in Swedish. There are interestingly, we have developed a podcast. They are they are in in in, in Swedish and they are uh -huh. popular. They are good and people like it and they translate good. But uh, for our meetups, there is, we had one one Swedish talk at the very beginning. But we have fifty percent people that are not Swedish attending. <laughs> Oh, so, really? because yeah, Stockholm is an international city, so you will hardly find a more international city when it comes to development in, in Europe, maybe Berlin, but uh, I think Stockholm is more interesting. This is why I'm here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, so no, half of the people would have a hard time of following. And even if, if I, I speak Swedish okay-ish, but not when it comes to computer, because it's uh, these people like me dealing with two foreign languages, right? I can talk kindergarten and so on. The things I learned in Swedish, they just work in Swedish, not in English. But when it comes to computer, if you look at the screen or think about programming, I don't know what language I speak. It just comes English. So there is no need. And, and Swedish people speak better English than English people. So <laughs> they have much better education, not this, this, this strange accent I have. So they're they are also so good, great with this language. All right, yeah. Well, this is not a complete surprise to me. Um, I, I've, as I said, I've done I've done training in Germany, and the training was all done in English, and it was not a problem for anyone in the training that we were speaking English. Um, it does seem as if the maybe the programming world, or certainly the C plus plus world, does seem to be an English speaking world. I, I talked to someone from Russia. And they pointed out that some of the books that we, you know, the classic C++ books have been translated into Russian, but they wouldn't want them. They prefer the English. And, and I said, well, why not? I mean, if you're, if you're a Russian speaker, if Russian's your first language, wouldn't, why, wouldn't you want the books in Russian? And they said, the problem is the interpreters might not all interpret in exactly the same way. In other words, you're, you, may, you may be learning the wrong terms for things. And so it's just better if we we're all in English because then we can communicate better and we're all using the same. And I hadn't really thought about that at all, but it does, it makes me, you know, very, very happy that I am an English native speaker because I would be, uh, I'm just always intimidated by other languages. And so I love to live in a world where a lot of people have done the hard work of learning to speak my language. So I have learned to speak theirs. <laughs> we're all doomed. We're all doomed. Yes. Um, all right. So uh, I think uh, did, did, is there anything else we need to cover, Phil, before we wind down? I don't think so. I think we we covered it. We we did mention that okay. the WG twenty one plenary is is going on as we speak. Right. So I don't know what Harold's right, doing right. here. He should be there. But <laughs> I told you I'm not in the details. I'm. I'm, I'm <laughs> I'm enable people to to You're and we facilitating. Have actually, we have facilitating one, participation. Yeah. At least one 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 from a, a compiler vendor uh, Sweet. participating. Does mean that the timing is such that um, C plus plus twenty three is pretty much getting locked down as we speak, but we can't report on it because we don't know yet. That's right. Next time we don't know what's going on. 
Uh, in fact, you actually can't report live Not on live, what's going no, on, no. really. You have to wait mm-hmm. until after they uh, yeah. they make a formal announcement, and then we can talk about it. Which, yeah. uh, so that's uh, so we're all anticipating this. Yeah, 23 is getting pretty close. Anyway, thank you very much for Harold uh, for sharing with us. Uh, it's great to uh, to see the what's going on in Sweden. All very excited about uh, about that, but also. Um, Glad to glad to see that you're starting to do in-person meetings. I wish we were starting to do those in the Bay Area. I think that um, one of the problems we're finding is that uh, finding a host um, that's willing to take that on because they're all terrified of the liability of what could go wrong or something like that. So that's a uh, so that's one of our issues. Anyway, uh, I'm going to ask you to join me in wishing all of our uh, all of our listeners uh, safe coding. So from all of us. To all of you, safe coding. Safe coding. Safe coding.